Joining us live right down in Foxborough is indeed Bill Belichick. Hey, Bill, how are you? Uh, all right, Glenn, how you doing? What'd you say, Coach? Hey, Coach. Hey, Glenn, Lou. Christian? <laughs> I don't want to leave Christian. Here. Uh, lot to talk about, Bill, and I want to get to the game in a second, but I want to start with you because you have uh, seen so much in your career, and this might have been a new one over the weekend, a little bit different than losing a key player to an injury, let's say on a Friday, and then adjusting your what you have to do with your game plan to play the game. Uh, but you know what you're dealing with going into the game. In this case, you have a player test positive, and the uncertainty that over the next 24, 42, 72 hours, you could have other guys unavailable. So what was your approach? How did you deal with it? Uh, it's uh, pretty much, you know, hour by hour. Um, there's no real long-term. It's hard to have any long-term planning in, in a situation like that. You just have to, you know, take it. Take it as it comes and, and stay flexible. You know, uh, Coach, my question is more league, I guess, a uh, uh, league question. Because uh, on one hand, you know, the league is sending out memos. They're fining coaches for not wearing their mask properly. And then, sure enough, the, you know, you guys have a player contract COVID. And then, you know, they're forcing you guys the day of the game to fly out there. I just feel like they're sending mixed messages. I was curious to know if you – felt the same way yeah I, mean, I think there's a lot of questions um you know there's a lot of uncertainty on a number of levels so it's hard to you know know what all the answers are so i, I don't know that's really this is really on the medical area and that's not my area so i'll leave that to the medical people Coach, was there any discussion with the league, or did you have any kind of say about just you know, given the situation your team was in of, of a postponement, or was it just you know, did you have any say in any of that, or talk to the league about it? There, I just think I answered that, Luke. That's their medical decisions, and those are made by the league. And I'm not a doctor. All right, let me get to the. Uh controversial play of the of the night and it was interesting how it was picked up on tv i don't know if you've uh, gone back and seen any of that stuff and gene steratore and nobody seemed to know exactly what was going on at the time did tony Carrenti? did he tell you exactly at that time because you were obviously very upset in the sideline did he explain to you what the exact call was uh, well the wing official did yeah and so you knew at that time there was no way you could challenge it. That's right. So was was the issue because just the video the TV copy it looked like you were you know, I don't know you upset about the call was it the fact that they blew the whistle too soon and they didn't let it play out. Well, the you know the call is what it is, and I think that. Um, Carante explained it after the game, so I mean, there's nothing I can really add to it. it. Doesn't really matter what I think about it. Can I add one thing? You've said this over the years. You've always felt that you should be able to challenge any call out there. You're not asking for more challenges. You're just asking for the ability to be able to challenge everything. Now, that's a case, obviously, that, that in some way influenced the game. Is that a an example of it right there? 
think there are examples of it every week and every game. So, Coach, this game here, um, defensively, what you guys were able to do with him, I know after the game, analysts have, oh, everybody should just copy exactly what Bill does against these guys, but this was very impressive the way you handled probably the most explosive offense, maybe the best quarterback in the league. Um, is there just a, a secret sauce that you guys kind of have, or how did you feel what you guys did defensively against Pat Mahomes? Well, I think our players competed really hard. They, we did a lot of a lot of good things. We played a lot of good team defense um, with everybody, you know, doing their job well against a very um, talented and explosive team. So, you know, the, whatever success we had, the credit goes to the players and and the way they played. And it's not a they're not an easy offense to stop. And um, you know, we had. Couple opportunities that we could have taken a little better advantage of, but I mean that's that's part of playing a you know a good team. So we've got our first we got our first look at Damian Harris after a while. What do you think about uh, his debut? I thought Damian ran hard, um, broke some tackles, and had some good reads. It's good to have him back out there. I know you said after the game last night that uh, you were asked a question about changing quarterbacks at halftime, and you said, no, it was a three-point game. I'm wondering, because this really hasn't come up much in the last 20 years, uh, how do you make that decision? What is the determining point that you make in which you sit there and say, I think we're better off bringing the guy off the bench? I think any decision for me is based on what I feel is best for the football team. So I'm don't really see that changing. Coach, when you hear Cam Newton's uh, not playing in this game, was it was it just an easy decision to start Brian Hoyer over Jared Stidham? He was the uh, yeah. Brian was came into the game as number two quarterback. That's right. So I just wanted like that whole like number two quarterback thing. You know we've. Obviously, a lot of talk about Jared Stidham and, and what he could be and, and whether you guys like him and love him going into the season. Could he be the starter? Was it the um, reason why he's the, he's the number three quarterback? Was it really the, the injury in camp that really kind of set him back to the point where Brian Hoy is just ahead of him? Injury-related? Uh, well, he's healthy now, but I mean, that's, you know, I'm sure that didn't help. You know, the opportunity to, you know, get reps, which were limited anyway, and um, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, to run the offense or, or plan the offense and limit opportunities in camp. But, you know, Jared, Jared works hard, and he's he's a smart kid, and he's got a good understanding of what, you know, what we're doing. So, you know, he, he did all he could do. I mean, there's, sometimes that's the way it goes. If uh, if Cam is able to play, if he's able to come back on Friday, uh, I guess you know walk through, do some stuff on Saturday. Is the plan to put him back in as a starter? You know, there's a lot of information that we just don't you know have at this point. So we'll wait until we get it and and then go from there. Can I ask you about the protocol then? Because we're a little bit confused with it. And if he's asymptomatic, and that's what's been reported out there, I don't know if that's true or not. Then five days would be Wednesday, 
And so he would have to have two negative tests 24 hours apart, which would be Thursday and Friday, and then eligible to come back on Friday. Is that what you read as the NFL protocol? Yeah, again, these are medical. These are really medical decisions, uh, Glenn. It's a medical situation. It's um, just I'm not going to get involved in the medical protocols and all the different types of tests and so forth. And you know, that's look, the most important thing is the health of the players and the health of the team. And you know, when it's determined that a player can participate, then we'd love to have them and work them in there. And if it's determined that a player is either can't participate or is at risk for other players if he does participate and so forth, then that's, you know, that's made by our medical, our medical people and also by the league medical people. So however that goes or doesn't go is way, way beyond me. Well, do you think that you could start? When we get the green light, we get the green light. But I'm not going to try to. I mean, honestly, I'm not smart enough and don't know enough medicine to understand everything that is in play here on a number of different levels. So I'll just try to coach the team and see if I can do a better job of that. Well, do you think you could start a quarterback on Sunday without having him practice during the week then? Would you, would you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, again, right now, I'll just say we'll take it day by day, Lou. Today's Tuesday, and I'm not going to try to make any kind of predictions or read into crystal ball on where things are going to be at Friday, Saturday, or some other day of the week. I'll just take it day by day and and do what we can do on that, that day. And, you know, there's, there's so many unpredictable factors here. You just can't. You just can't nail them down. So we'll work with what we can work with and what we can't work with, and we'll work without it until that situation changes. So once again, you've had a makeshift offensive line, uh, moving people around, and then you lost to Luminor at the beginning of the game. How would you rate your offensive line as a group, especially when it happens so quickly? Yeah, well, um, you know, I think those guys all all worked really hard and prepared really hard, and um, including Shaq and and uh, and Jermaine. Um, but it's you know, one of those things that you know, that's that's where we ended up, and you know, I thought they they competed hard, and you know, we had some we had some good plays, we had a lot of positive things. Um, but, you know, ultimately we didn't have the, the results and, you know, we weren't able to play well enough in the red area. And, and obviously when you turn the ball over, you know, five times, and that's that's not going to – you're not going to win many games doing that. So, you know, there was, there was some good things, but, you know, anytime you have, you know, plays like that, it's just too much to overcome. And we we weren't able to do that. So, uh, and that's you know collectively, it's not on any one group or any one person or any one you know play. It was you know there were a number of things that we could have done better, and so we just gotta you know work to a higher level of execution. But 
I mean, I've no no issues with the way that the offensive line competed or, you know, the physicality they played with. And, you know, we just got to, you know, do things better. We got to coach better. We got to play better. You know, I thought one of the uh, one of the things I know you're always trying to play a complimentary game, but Jake Bailey, his ability to change field position, it seems like that was a, the game within the game um, that nobody's really talking about. Um, you now he's really coming along as a punter. Yeah, and and it's kickoffs too. But yeah, no, I I agree with that. That's an excellent observation, uh, Christian. That you know he took those. Those two explosive players, uh, Hartman and Hill, out of the game. Uh, you know, we almost had a turnover on the on the punt that um, you know they weren't able to handle. But um, well, there was a couple of them they weren't able to handle. Um, but the, you know, he did an excellent job of not only you know hitting for distance and placing the ball. And it was it was kind of a tough win there uh, last night. It was a crosswind, and you know had a little bit of you know, a little bit of gust to it as well. So uh, it was it was you know not the easiest conditions to kick or catch in um, in the in punting game. And you know I thought that, that Jake handled it well, and I thought the Gunner handled the ball well. Um, so you know they they did a good job on that. But you know you're right, Jake's. Jake was a weapon, and and he, um, you know, he really came through for us. Yeah, last Bill. Night. Yeah, there was there was one play, um, one punt. It, it looked like I think it was Hardman for the Chiefs. It it looked like he touched the ball, um, but they showed it a couple different angles, and it was really hard to tell. Was there any? Were you, did you think about maybe challenging that, or did you have a good look at it from where you were at? Because you couldn't really tell on the TV copy. Yeah, I think that's. That's what we saw. You know, it's a close play. It looked like it. It might have, and and then they, in the closer looks that we got on it, because uh, you know, of course, they didn't replay it in, in the, on the screen. But you know, the, in the booth, the looks were just not not conclusive. And in fact, they looked like it. It kind of went, you know, went through. Um, you know, different, but kind of similar to the Edelman play in eighteen. Yep. So. You know, just another. Yeah, I mean it's it's close. It's close. close play, close play, but not not enough. And certainly with the call being a, not a fumble, um, to be able to overturn it, it, it you know didn't look like there was enough. I'd say looking at it today, you know, the ball doesn't really you know change its its course, or you know it looks like it just goes through there. If there was any contact, it, seemed, it must have been very, very slight. But I'm, I'm not sure that there was any. Coach, short week, crazy week, man. And uh, you're playing the Denver Broncos. Um, they've gone through some changes. Obviously, have a lot of injuries. Just your your quick analysis of what the challenges are this week going against the Broncos. Uh, well, defensively, they're you know they have some. Some very explosive players. They're very well coached. You know, Coach Fangio does a does an excellent job of uh, coaching and game planning. He's one of the best defensive coaches in the league. Um, you know, they do a nice job of mixing it up. They they have a variety of coverages and and looks, but it's not so excessive that they don't play them well. They're very fundamentally sound. They definitely know how to play. They're a hard team to run against. Um, they're 
they turn the ball over. Uh, they've got some, you know, disruptive players. Certainly, Chubb's a problem. Simmons is a, you know, very disruptive player in the secondary. And and then you know, offensively, they have a, a tremendous level of um, skill players there. I mean, kind of all first and second round draft choices, uh, guys that are really, you know, explosive and dynamic players. Um, you know, Locks, you know, a very talented guy. And then, you know, Driscoll, Bortles, and, and Rippon have all played. And, I mean, they've all, you know, certainly showed, you know, abilities to be a, an NFL quarterback. So, uh, and then you got, um, you know, the running backs. I mean, Lindsey's, you know, a guy that, that, you know, we haven't seen before. But, um, you know, he's a, I mean, He's a really good player, end of the Pro Bowl, and then um, obviously Gordon, you know, is another number one pick, high number one pick from at San Diego, so now he's there. You know, Font's a first-round pick, a tight end, fast guy that, that creates a lot of big plays, and, and uh, you know, the two receivers, Hamler was a biggest second-round pick this year, and, and, of course, Judy was, you know, first-round pick this year, and those guys are um, – very, very fast and dynamic. I mean, Judy's a tremendous, you know, he's already shown, you know, great playmaking ability in a short amount of time. I mean, Sutton's out, but, you know, Sutton's one of the top receivers in the league. So, you know, I think that they've got, you know, a quarterback, a couple running backs, tight end, some receivers, uh, you know, got Bold as a, you know, first-round pick at left tackle a couple of years ago. So they kind of got the... I think the piece is in place, and you can see that group getting better uh, and better each week. You know, drafted Cushenberry this year to play center. Uh, so they're they're a young team. They don't really have anybody that's – I think they have one player over 30, and that's the punter, Martin. Uh, but it's, it's a young team and a very talented team offensively. And you know, defensively, I'd say the experience is maybe a little bit higher. Uh, and those guys really know how to how to play together, how to um, you know how to how to make things work, and you know disguise and you know create different looks for the offense and so forth. And they're very, as I said, they're very very well coached. Um, you know, Vic's, Vic does a great job defensively, and you know he's he, he creates problems um, you know for every offense, and you know, I'm sure he'll create them for us on Sunday. So. Um, as you said, it's a team we don't know very well. We've got a lot of work to do, and, you know, both the personnel, the scheme, and, and it's a short week. So, you know, we have to have to get on. Hey, Bill, before we let you go, uh, you've gone in Arrowhead many times, and, of course, it's been extremely loud there. You've now played with no fans. You've played with 16,000 fans, and you're always playing with the fake fan noise. Is there any difference in how you approach any of these things from a communication standpoint, or is it pretty much all the same now? Yeah, I think this year it's it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, the the noise level once the you know once the offense breaks the huddle and is you know it's it's minimal. Um, there's some, but it's just you know it's kind of background noise. Um, when the noise is loud, like at TV timeouts and change of quarters and stuff like that. I mean, that's just kind of the usual. Um, you know, energy that comes in, in each stadium, you know, they have their kind of their own thing. 
uh, like we do. And you know, we saw it in Seattle and Kansas City. But, you know, we get that anyway. So the, the loudness of that doesn't really affect the game, but it does, you know, put, I guess, a little bit of energy into the stadium. Uh, but, you know, when the ball's when the ball's in play or about to be in play and at the line of scrimmage, communication, snap counts and all that, it's, I'd say the effects are they're consistent. They're the same every week, whether you're at home or away, and they're, I would say, relatively minimal. Good luck against Denver, 425 on Sunday afternoon. We'll talk to you Monday on Patriots Monday. Have a good week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris right, and Lou. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. See you later. Thank you.